Welcome to the Film Milk Podcast, where we try and achieve it one shot at a time. I'm one half of the Film Milk of Robert Carr, also joined by the other half of the Film Milk of Richard Scott. That's me. And then we're also joined by the official, unofficial third member of the Film Milk, Christian Foreman. Hello, that's me. Um, I have fact for you, as I always do this week. <laughs> I'm so drunk! <laughs> Christian's had a couple of years after celebrating a, a really good event that he's been... Uh, Waiting for in his calendar for many many years. <laughs> yeah, All so Christian, hello. Christian is might not be as um, with us with us as normal. <laughs> Sorry, the anyway, outburst. But... I do have another fact for you, like I do every week. Yeah. Um I found this fact exactly three minutes ago. Um, okay. So it's not the best one, <laughs> but I think it's it's quite interesting. So you know, train spotting the first train spotting. You know when you McGregor's character um, goes into the toilet and he like literally dives into it. As a little know, swim, yeah. Yeah, do you know what the poop was made out of? Um, mm. you know, chocolate, basically. <laughs> um, you know, it's the same colour, isn't it? And, it, you know, it didn't... When If you got anything in his mouth, it, at least it tasted Why did he good. jump in? I've never seen Trainspotting. Um, he's high on drugs. Oh, okay. He, he literally he swims in it. He, get, he like, right. dives into the toilet and you see oh, his legs like go all the way. Yeah, you see his legs, his full body going into the toilet All and right. he's like swimming around. So cool. yeah, um, that was... The, chocolate. Yeah, chocolate apparently. <laughs> Trick or treat. Yeah. Um, Christian, let us know what's happening on this week's podcast. Coming up on this week's podcast, we have news and views where we'll be discussing the new tripod and Rob's obsession with reading everything to do with the new Blade Runner 49. 2049. And then after that, we've got You Haven't Seen That, where we'll be looking at the film Get Out and dissecting its filmmaking properties. Later on, we'll be talking about how to find actors when producing short films. And then throughout the podcast, as ever, Rob and Rich will be competing in a filmmaking trivia challenge. So we're going to switch things around and get a bit of housekeeping out of the way at the beginning of the podcast rather than the end so people have more of a chance hearing it. So if you want to send us any questions... Uh, comment on anything or any topic suggestions for the podcast you can find us on twitter at the film look and if you're listening to the podcast via itunes please give us a rating over there it really helps to reach a wider audience we think we don't really know about that no we um, don't. but just yeah give us five stars anyway and then if you didn't know which i imagine a lot of you do but we also have an accompanying youtube channel called the film look where videos are uploaded every tuesday and sunday about all things filmmaking so, and also you can find us on social media where there's some behind the scenes content and everything like that. Everything, everything good there? Yeah, that was good, Christine. No, <laughs> yeah, that was good. Doing everything well. at the film look. Everything at the film look. So Rob, why don't you get us started with news and views? News and views. No, no, no. News and views. No, no, no. So when we talk about camera equipment, um, you would think talking about tripods is a bit boring. You know, everyone should have one. And you would think, how could you, is, there's a new tripod out there. How could they reinvent the tripod? Well, me video has. Um, this, they currently have a Kickstarter for their new tripod. It's basically just to see if people want to buy it, then they'll put it in full production. But with this tripod, you kind of get three in one, which with our tripods, it kind of, you, you can go to a certain height and then you can go really high. And other than that, you've got to have, well, we've got to have a monopod and you would have a hi-hat as well. If people don't know what a hi-hat is, it's basically the size of what a top hat would be, what your camera would go on. This tripod can do all those things. So first of all, it can be a tripod, three legs, Hasn't changed. Hasn't mm -hmm. really invented that. Yeah. But it's also got a leveler, which not every tripod has. So, it's um, a leather. It's got a level. Oh, right. Uh, a leveler, if that's a word. Um, so you don't need to move the legs up and down to get the level. It's already built in, which mm -hmm. a lot of tripods, unless you buy really high expensive ones, have that. Some of them don't. Ours didn't, and we had to buy a, an attachment. 
Um, but what you can also do with this is turn it into a monopod. So one of the legs actually screws off. You can screw the middle column off and you can turn it in, screw them both together. Now you've got a monopod. Oh, good in. So it's two in one because you're never going to use a tripod and a monopod at the same time. Okay. You know, you and we used a monopod and a tripod on our short film backstage, which we're currently editing because in certain places I couldn't actually fit a tripod in because we're in a bathroom. Um, and so does, I, does it have like a, a another pod that comes out the middle, or does one yes. of the one of the legs turn into like the main leg? Yeah, one of the legs comes off, and then the the bit in the middle kind of comes off as well, and then you screw them both together, and then, then you've got that. Can you make it a bipod? So it's got two. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that as well. All right, that's pretty cool. So with bipods, obviously, you, you don't have your, your accesses and changing your horizon, which yeah. could would have come really in handy because when you're using a, a monopod, that's something you've got to really look at and make sure you nail yeah. it. Um, but like I says, it can also turn into a hi-hat, and a hi-hat is a very small tripod that can get really low down onto the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, you, sh- you don't want to be putting your tripod, in, your camera onto the floor. So this does all of that. Um, Film Riot's got a really good video just kind of explaining all of these details and I was like, wow, this... I was like, oh, it's just a tripod, but when I watched it, I was like, you know what? This has been made by people who are in the industry and they use tripod. frustrated about a yeah. tripod, yeah. And it's it's a bit of a mixture as well. It's really lightweight, so you could use it as a, a really decent um, travel tripod, mm-hmm. um, but, it, you know, you can, you can fit... Um, heavy cameras on the top it's 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 a little bit for everyone um and yeah so that's me video tripod if you want to go and check them out all of these um things i'm going to mention will be in the show notes below they've like i said they've currently got a kickstarter going um so and the tripod will be if you want the um the titanium version is 350 dollars, which might seem like a lot but you this is the only tripod you're ever going to need that's cool so yeah just go out and get one tripod instead of getting a cheap one and then having to spend more money later on. So um, that's all of the um, news this week on equipment. So now we've only got views. And this week is a little bit different because I don't actually have any views video-wise. Well, normally I have YouTube videos for you to watch. I've got stuff for you to read, which... What? I know. Homework. Homework. I you know like that. But this is um, kind of two breakdowns of Blade Runner 2049, which we've both seen, which we've all seen. And I think last week we talked about it and we really liked the film. So in the last week, I have been reading everything that's out there about the making of this. Um, And I cannot wait until the Blu-ray comes out so we can find out more. But the first article um, is all about the visual um, effects breakdown. So it's talking to the producer who did all the, the effects work, who worked on it, the, the lead guy, he, did, he worked on Titanic. He also worked on Wild Wild West. Oh, yes. Um, Hugo and um, Guilty Pleasure. Furious, Furious 7, various other movies. And it's basically him just going through the how he did the effects. So um, there's a lot of mixture between practical and actual visual, visual effects, and the visual effects that they did are suited to for practical so you know the scene when he goes to vegas and it's all orange mm-hmm. um and when he gets out of the car and you see the big cityscape that's not actually all computer generated the back is actually a matte painting on set yeah and the reason they did this is just to get the lighting right and you know make sure it was orange get get all of them tones right and it was for people to interact with as well this is ryan Gosling's done an interview and he says it was so stunning working on these sets because it wasn't a green screen and that's one of the reasons he did the film um, he says if it was going to be a green screen film, he probably wouldn't have done it. But it really helped Roger Deakins kind of like that scene. Um, it's the same way they did the original Blade Runner. Yeah. And 
it's the it's best, best way. stop it from from it's going to keep it timeless like yeah. you look at uh the Wizard of Oz, and then that film hasn't aged a day because no. it's all matte paintings. There's yep. no CGI in it. Yep. And um, and one of the other main sections from this article is the recreation of Rachel. So she is in the original. She's and she's also in this. Spoilers, actually. I've just spoiled it for you, so you should have seen it by now, anyway. Um, <laughs> and it's how they did that, and they they knew they were going to do this very very early on in the development of the script, so they started work on it very early on. Obviously, we've seen. Um, in Star Wars, we've seen Princess Leia's face and who was the other guy we've seen? Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. We've seen them and it was good. I don't think it was brilliant. It was good for the first few seconds and then as soon as you realise you start picking it, don't you? If they were in shadow, you might might not realise. And also, I don't know whether that's just because it was I was watching it at the cinema where their screens were, their faces were blown up. There's a few people I know who who didn't know at all. They watched the whole film and they were like, oh, did you see anything? And they were like, Ah, oh, I thought he looked familiar. <laughs> yeah. Didn't realise he was CGI. And I think with Star Wars, the way they get that wrong is you do see too much of them. Yeah. You, you know, it's, there is it's a too much too of a close-up. But in, I think in Blade Runner, and especially in the scene, um, it's very good. It's very, yeah. very good. So he goes into the detail. It's certainly better, isn't it? Yes. Um, I think you mentioned the lips were a bit Lips, bit. yeah. Lips. They, they kind of quite it's get the, the lips right. Yeah. No, it's the, like, the purse of the lips and like them touching and like bouncing together yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they obviously they found an actress that looked very similar. Then the, you know they got all the high res um, photographs from the film, but also from um, when the actress who played Rachel her her life when she was around that age and the scandal was in. And it's 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 a really interesting article um, just to go through how they did the visual effects. Yeah. So that'll be in the show notes below. The the last article that I've got is on premiumbeat.com, and it is how Roger De- Deegan's actually lit. The, the film and one of the most interesting um, lighting setups that he did I mean Roger Deakins uses ring lights he's used them in every single film it's kind of his signature but in this he had the biggest ring light he has ever made um, and you know the scene with in Jared Leto's um, his weird water stone base thing yeah so it kind of goes in between that and obviously that is all built the set is kind of floating on it's not floating on water but there's water around it you'd think he wants something where there's there's no chance of him falling in water because he's blind. Yeah. <laughs> but he was put a, actually put a rail up. Yeah. He was yeah. actually blind on set as well, so I would have yeah. just, just, just keep walking, Jared, a couple of more steps. Yeah. And then would have fallen. But um the ring light that he, he made was out of um two hundred and fifty six Ari three hundred watt um fluorescent fluorescent lights. And the ring light is massive. Yeah. The reason he did this because he wanted it very even and when you have a light source that big with that amount of lights, it's very soft. You wouldn't think it would be, but it, because it's it's all so it's much. so even and everything. So they did that, um, and it really just I mean that it's amazing that scene, the that that set is is so good. And they, they talk about how he um he lights up the water as well with different lights and the reflection, and it's just breathtaking to watch. Um, I mean he is a master. We says last week if Deakins doesn't win an Oscar for this, there's something seriously wrong. Um, and he's really annoyed someone at some point. And he's he's either going to win the Oscar or he's going to get uh, caught out for touching people. Oh, you can't say that, man. <laughs> I've brought it up now so we can talk about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that article is uh, is there. It's on premiumb.com and it's it's really interesting to see um, how Roger Deakins lit this film because, like I says, uh, it's, it's breathtaking to look at. I can't wait until it's out on Blu-ray, 4K, Blu-ray out of that. It's cool. going to look good. Yeah. So that's the end of um, news and views. News and views. Da, da, da. News and views. Da, da, da.
So, trivia. Yeah, round one. Round one. What's the scores? In this particular round... I this, think it's 3-1. It's 3-1 to Rob. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to bring back a podcast classic this week, and we're going to play Top of the Props. Yeah. I do like Top of the Props. Yeah, so this is where you have to guess the film based on based on the prop. Uh, so because our film this week is Get Out, um, and although it's not... I mean, it is a horror film, but it's not directly a horror film, but I think it's self... It's not like a slasher yeah. film, is I've it? got some things to say about that later on. So yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I think it's self-classified as a horror. I think the it's, it's always what it's kind of yeah stuck in with the genres. Um, plus, because it was Halloween this week, I'm going to make a, uh, this top of the props a horror special. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. This is so, going to be good because this is the first horror film I've seen in about 10 years. Well, what I wanted to do, <laughs> the, the original game I wanted to play was guess the horror film based on the scream. But ah. I thought that you'd be awful at that, Rob. So I, this is like a... I mean, how many different screams? could That, that could be anything. I, yeah. I think I would be quite good at that. Yeah. So this has been nice to you, Rob, by doing this game. So okay, I think a lot you. of these props are quite famous and I think the references have seeped into popular culture. And so I think you'll do all right. Okay. So <laughs> um, there's, not, there's not a lot of audio on this. So I'm just going to say the prop out loud and then you have to tell me the film. So the first prop is a television and remember, Poltergeist. It's the Poltergeist. Woo! <laughs> I was straight in. There. I was going to see um, what's out of one with the team where the person crawls out of it. Um, seven, seven, the, seven days. The, the ring. ring. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that. Well, I wasn't because I couldn't remember. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have got it wrong then. Yeah. So yeah, the Poltergeist. Have you seen that, Richard? No. So it's about a film that. I mean, it's about it's about a film. It's about a family that I visited by. a by a demon in their house and yeah. I think oh, the, I think old classic horror film <laughs> yeah I think the uh, the ghost appears through the TV and like kidnaps the kid I something believe like that. something yeah. like that I haven't seen it in a while but it is a good film it's one of them classic, uh, classic my horror dad films, keeps saying you but haven't seen Poltergeist it's got that famous um, kind of still of the, the kid sitting in front of a static TV I thought that? that was the the ring I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm not really good at horror films. It's the one genre I don't know. So right. So Richie got that one right. Number two for the props is a baby carriage. A carriage where you put a baby, or a pram, as we call them in in the United Kingdom. The road. No. Is that a horror? I wouldn't class that as a horror. Mm, I guess not. Is it? No. It's a classic horror film. Um, from I'll give you some clues. 1968, written and directed by Roman Polanski. No, the film chronicles the story of a pregnant woman who suspects that an evil cult wants to take her baby no. and use it for rituals. No, not helping. It's on Netflix at the minute, and the, this prop, the pram, is in the in the time and like in the image displayed on Netflix. Uh, I, don't, um, I don't know. It's, Rose, it's Rosemary's us... baby. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, just give us two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Rosemary's baby. Never heard of it. Have you never heard of it? It's no. got Mia Farrow in it. Who? Nah. <laughs> nah, not heard of it. <laughs> yeah. um, this is going to be a good quiz. Right, you, got the first, you got the first one. I'm only going to give you two, so we'll come back to the next round after All this. All right, cool. Yeah. Moving on to, you haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. Where we'll be discussing Jordan Peele's Get Out. You got your toothbrush? Check. Do you have your deodorant? Check. Do you have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know. Mom and dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. So, get out. Yeah, get out, written and directed by Jordan Peele. It's a kind of horror thriller 
comedy. I don't really know how to describe this film. And it follows a character called Chris Washington um, as he meets his white girlfriend's parents for the first time. This, for a while, I remember, had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I, I, I looked, obviously, before this podcast, and it's got 99% now. But for a long time, it had 100% from the critics, which I thought was quite interesting. So nobody saw this and thought it was a bad film. Well, not until now. Ra- it's, quite, it's quite rare. <laughs> um, for my, I've seen this before. I think it's quite a dark, unsettling, quite creepy, uh, with relevant social commentary. I do, I did like this film. It was very gripping for me. Who hadn't seen this? Richard, you haven't seen this, have you? No, it was no, Rob. No, no, I've not seen neither it. Neither of you. Neither of you have seen it. What did you, uh, Rob, I'll start with you. What did you think of this film, watching it for the first um, time this week? Because we, I'll start off as well. You're not a horror, horror fan, are you? No, so I, I don't really watch horror films. I don't really class this as a horror. I th- it's a bit more of a thriller. Because um, horror, there was there was one bit of jump scare, which they put in there with a sound when that woman walks past, which we'll get on to. Um, everything that you said, like, it's it's original it's um it's social commentary it's 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 all those things i i don't think i like this film the more i've thought about it um there's too many filmmaking conventions that that don't get right um story wise like the the whole concept and um i thought he was great in it i thought the whole cast was good i thought his mm-hmm. girlfriend as soon as she changed it was a completely different character um and like says i like that it's original but i i don't think i like it as a film Okay, that's it. Well, we can come to that in a bit. Richard, what's what's your opinion? I quite like horror films. Yeah. And I wouldn't I wouldn't quite class this as a thriller, only because I don't think it's clever enough to be a thriller. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's no it's no seven. Yes. It's not it's nothing like that. It's it's as shallow as a horror film should be. Uh, I quite liked it. I thought so what it was do you think good. Is, is it closer to a horror, closer to a thriller? I don't know. Where I mean, you, it, it borders between a horror and a comedy, doesn't it? Uh, you, you watch it and you can tell Jordan Peele directed this film. He's yeah. a comedian after yeah. all. Yeah. The only comedy bit, though, was his, his mate. Yeah. And I don't think that really helped. I think if you just got rid of that and just then made it into more of a horror, because it was trying to be too many things. Right. I yeah. didn't know what it was what it was meant to be. I, I, I did really like this film. I think it stayed with me for a while and I, I was quite gripped all the way through. But the, the thing, the issue I have with it is the kind of shoehorn comedy bits mm-hmm. in I didn't think they were necessary. I understand that it was a good kind of, kind of comic relief away from all yeah. the, the heavy scenes. But again, like if you took it out, it would it would be fine. It would still flow yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah, I, I laughed I think, quite a bit at the no comedy one, bits. No one I did. I really I enjoyed them. Funny. I think he's got that, particularly the guy, his, his mate, I can't remember what he's called now, but he was really, really funny and I, I laughed out loud. It was just uh, with that bit in, I just thought it was a bit like 21 Jump Street type thing in that's horror. that humour wasn't it yeah and I'm, I'm not a big fan of that type of humour so it's it's more just personal opinion I think with I, that one it was a breath of fresh air that they did put comic relief into a horror film mm. just there's a lot there's a lot of horror films um, and it's just it's just dark the whole time and the people aren't realistic and I think because there was a bit of comic relief in this film they all felt a bit more real world yeah. I don't I don't I, but I just I just think it was a little bit half measures. I think it's a, a diluted version of a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, it had mm, that yeah. feel, didn't it? It mm. kind of had, have you ever yeah. watched The Twilight Zone? Um, bits and pieces. Yeah. It, it had that kind of Twilight Zone, Black Mirror feel to yes. it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like otherworldly, what's going yeah. on? Why it, is everyone so creepy? Like trying to figure out 
the the missing part. Yeah, I mean, with the third season of Black Mirror, it's like one episode is in America and one episode's in England, and the the American episodes are very diluted. But and then the English episode is like the first two seasons of Black Mirror, where it's just anything goes and let's go full measures. With this, it was just trying to it was in between. That's uh, well. You know. Let's start st- talk about the story then, because to me, this is a story of two halves. The first half is about this black guy being introduced to his white girlfriend's parents and we watch them kind of awkwardly kind of skirting around the racist being racist being inadvertently racist yeah. um and it's very kind of difficult to watch and then the second t- half of the film kind of takes a turn and that's when it becomes a horror isn't it, it becomes that the thriller part comes in which part did you like did you think it flawed um, i'll act I like it's kind of like in the middle when you start seeing the other white people um, and they start seeing these weird things and you're just like, right, something's really not right with these people. And then when it does get into what they're actually doing, it's like it says it's original um, and why they're choosing these particular type of people to because it's fashionable. The black people are in fashion. That's what they say. And it's like, oh, that's quite interesting. And then kind of I, I'll kind of like the middle bit more than anything else. So the kind of setup, um, a little bit of the setup as well. Um and I know this film is about they um, are taking black people to, to the well, they turn into them, don't they? That's you yeah. Know, they put their brains into them. Um, it was the first ten minutes because I I kind of knew a little bit about this film, and I knew the whole subject of him being black and him going to see his well, it girlfriend's says that, white. It said on the trailer, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it says on the trailer. And when he goes, "Oh, have you told your parents that I'm black?" Because that's what he's concerned about. It was like. All right, that's it. Was in the first five minutes. They've got that over and done with. We know that's the whole situation. But in the next ten minutes, they mention it three more times about him being black and that there's a problem. The rest of the film is about that. Just set it up at the beginning, and you don't need to tell us any more, because we know what the story's about. And it was just kind of that aspect of it that the kind of they were just kept telling you and telling you just to make you sure the say, audience know. But, you, but was that the reason, or is that like a, a commentary about how incessant this type of casual racism is? Um, yes, but it 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 tells you throughout the like in the rest of the film. So they've just set it up right. and let it go. You could have even just set it up because the first scene is actually when that other guy gets kidnapped. You could have just set that up because you know he's a black man and he gets kidnapped. So it's like okay, something's not right here because the other main character is a black guy and we know that something's uh, there was not no, right here. There was no connection. No, to me that was just a a guy getting kidnapped. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't watch scene that either. scene, and then the next scene was, "Oh, there's another black man. They must be connected." Yeah, that that beginning scene, I don't think is needed because I forgot about it. That was a racism test, Richard. You passed. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Ping. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it, it was just as a filmmaking kind of telling story. It was too th- far away that first scene yeah. to to be like. Oh, now, now we're being reintroduced. Do you remember that thing from earlier? Because I've, that I've, thing I've from earlier it, yeah. was right at the end when yeah. you saw the the night helmet. Yeah, and it's it's yeah the night helmet, and it's good when you do see that character again and you realise. Um, but he his characteristics, yes, they were very weird. Um, and he was because he was with that um that old white woman, and he was acting like a white man. And when he, go, he goes up to it, oh, it's good to see another brother at the you know the place like this. His character at the beginning wasn't. It it was it was not close to that, but it wasn't too far away from. He was still just a, he seemed to look just like a nice guy anyway. So, yeah. uh, you know, I I just 
I just don't think you could that take scene... that. You could take that first scene out when he gets choked and kidnapped and put in the car. Yeah, just scrap that all together because it yeah. it doesn't need to be in there. I didn't think, I didn't remind myself of that until the last ten minutes of the film when you see the the night helmet, mm-hmm. and I so so that guy who gets kidnapped in the first ten minutes is the one who's like who uh, gets triggered by the flash. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, you see, I I didn't realize that no, either. I, I don't like, think, yeah, that's the I same don't think guy. it is. Is yeah, it? yeah, it's the same guy because it's that's obviously it's it's meant to come back round that because it's all about oh that's the guy that went missing you know right. it was someone's but we cousin already but we oh, get we get that right, information yeah. anyway we get it through yeah. our main character discovering it yeah so we don't as an audience we don't need to see that first scene because mm. we learn about it while the main protagonist does yeah so I d- I just d- get rid of that first ten minutes because the the setup is pointless, really, yeah. isn't it? And I, and I, and I honestly just think just set it up when he says, "Oh, have you told your parents that I'm black?" Leave it at that, and you know the police guy comes along and and pulls him over, and she was being a bit of a knob anyway. Um, but yeah, and it's mentioned a couple of more times. I'm just like, we all know this. What's going on? Like, I guess that's a touchy subject, isn't it, with the police yeah. and this whole police brutality thing? Yeah. Um. The only thing I didn't like about that scene was how annoying she yeah, was about it. She was it. really annoying. Yeah. I know. Do you know why? Well, and this might be a, a theory, but she didn't want him to take his ID card because if the policeman took. Uh, Chris's ID card there would be a record of Chris uh, yeah, being in true, that yeah. area at that yeah. time and then if there's a f- someone files a missing persons yeah. it'll instantly pop up that he's in this part of the uh, world yeah that's I, I never thought about that actually when I watched it I don't know if that's advertent or not but that could be a reason why she was such a dick yeah that wasn't obvious enough I don't think then no. that that totally went over my head that whole scene was just uh, she's she's just trying to create uh, uh, um, what's, what's um, the word ammunition for for the police and she's trying to provoke a police officer into doing something bad so she can tape it and put it on youtube it's just like how are you yeah. what are you doing like it would be it would be more fair enough if if that police character was really aggressive yeah but all he was doing was doing his job and he was quite a nice guy and then she just erupts and it's like whoa all right love calm down yeah they should have just made the police a bit more of a bit more of a dick or, and then it would have been more justified or the police was in on it yeah or something well you know. that was you know right at the end uh, we're jumping about here but I guess this one's just going to be a free for all um, right at the end when the police car comes up I, I, I'm guessing we were all thinking oh it's going to be the police officer from the start well I think that's subverting expectations and horror movie cliches that yeah that would happen that the like, kind of the black guy would get arrested or yeah um, you know in real life if a black guy is hanging over the the, the body of a yeah it's a white girl strangling him yeah, it was a nice ending though. Yeah, it, it could have ended a lot. I'm glad it, it, ended it ended that the t- way. Because of the tone of the film, it could have mm-hmm. ended with him getting shot or killed or going to prison. Yeah, that would have been that would have in keeping with the rest of the film. But the fact that he kind of got away and his mate was See, there, I would have preferred him to get arrested. Yeah, because it was just like his mate turned up, and I, and I honestly didn't like his mate. Well, I did like his mate. It was just I just don't think. It, it I, was what I didn't get enough. was the fact that it was he was in the police car on his own. As far yeah. as I'm aware, the TSA don't have access to. Yeah police cars I thought it was going to it be the a, detective in there as well I don't think yeah, it was like, put was the it a police, police car well I mean yeah. it had it had blue and red lights flashing no I think I he opened the door and on the side of the door it had written I don't even know what the TSA is what is it it's the airport security that's what it said yeah. on the, that's what it said on the side of the car airport security oh is it yeah oh, alright yeah. well See, I didn't... it just looked like a police car to me yeah yeah so I would have preferred if, if he was in there and he was at the passenger 
and there was a police the, you know, maybe the the police chief that he was talking to yeah. throughout or the three people that that were laughing at his story the, the, it, he convinced it, them or something yeah it would have been even funny if he turned up in like um you know those um golf buggies that you see in airports that they'd ride around in <laughs> if he turned up one of them would have been better would have been funnier so yeah. Uh, yeah, that me. would have committed to the comedy. Yes. Yeah. It 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 half asked the comedy, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. For me, I think it was a consistently <laughs> golf cart. <laughs> well, yeah, because because you know, rich family, big estate. Maybe it could have like, just been the security maybe, of the estate or whatever. Of, right, yeah. So, right. Imagine like yeah, that tension. Of, they had oh one character and he gets away in. in a golf cart or something, and then he comes back. Comes back later. Again, with, that's a completely know, different film. That's a comedy, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Rather, but this tried teetering on the edge of all these genres. Yeah, but this tried to be a comedy and it wasn't. I don't think it tried to be a comedy. No, I don't think it did. I think it's got comic elements, but it's not. It wouldn't classify itself as a comedy. Maybe there was. He's a comedian. I honestly didn't laugh at anything that other guy said. Did you not? No. I say I was laughing my head off. I thought it was really funny. I can't remember what the line was at the end, where he's like, "I told you not to go to the house." Yeah, that was a bit of like a relief, wasn't it? It was kind of. Yeah, but you're just expecting that to come along, and I don't like that type of comedy. I found it funny because of the contrast with the rest of the film. That's like that's what made it funny because everything else was so serious that when that happened. I wanted to laugh at it because it was like breath of fresh air. Yeah. But I guess if it's not your taste in comedy, you wouldn't laugh at no, it anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, for, I think for me, it's, it's a consistently good film. I did enjoy this, this, but there was never a moment in the film that was like, oh my God, this is amazing. It was just kind of like a... It was just know, a if film, it was, wasn't it? If it was on a graph, it was just kind of like a seven all the way along. Rather than mm. you know, on some films, there's there like a scene, moments of like, like amazement. Te- there's like a ten, and then there's yeah. like, oh, at this point we have to go down here to a three, and then there's oh, there's an eight here. This yeah. is just like a seven all the way through. Uh, you know, there's lots of standing around talking. Um, a lot of standing around talking. I think the majority of the film is just them kind of having a chat in a room. Yeah. Uh, but it's not to say that wasn't very good, but it's just yeah, there was nothing that kind of blew me away. If you agree, not, I mean. Not story-wise. I, I I really like the performances. Uh, if I'd, we want to move on to... Sure, what do you yeah. want to talk about? Characters, performances? Yeah, so I really I thought he was really good. Um, Chris, I thought... Great cast. I remember watching him in um, Black Mirror. In that episode, he's in there. And I thought she was really good, his girlfriend. Um, even when she turned, she, she literally went to the complete opposite within a look. And I, I really liked that. Um, Did you see it coming? Um... I, was, I, did, I didn't see it I was in two I was minds. actually quite surprised. I was just like, does she not know and they've brainwashed her? Yeah, I was um, thinking that. But I was kind of glad when she did turn and it was just like, all right, they're all kind of... They're I all think, just in on it. Yeah. yeah. I think I I predicted all of the twists, I would say. I, I, I did go back and forth with the girl. I can't remember her name now. Um, I was like, Rose. oh, no, she's definitely in it. Then some scenes I'm like, oh, no, she's not. And like, oh, she might be brainwashed like, as well. And I was yeah. like, oh no, she's in it. Oh no, she's not. Even to the point where she's searching for her keys. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, she's not in it. And then yeah. that that kind of yeah. switch. Because I think it's because he gets so like angry and shouting at her. You're just like, no, she can't find it because they, they play that scene on for quite a long time. Yeah. And then she does turn, and it's a perfect timing within that scene. So, anything else to add when we went to cinematography? Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't like the the brother. I I couldn't stand that character. And it? not like a love to hate thing. No. It was just hated. I hate the way he spoke. It and it annoyed me more than than sort of learning about this horrible character and like 
the director saying, look, this is a horrible guy. You think he's horrible because of these reasons. It was more me going, oh God, I just, I want to turn me telly off when, yeah. whenever I saw it. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's very different from the sister as well, because obviously you're tricked into thinking she's she's nice. But as soon as you meet him, you're just like, well, yeah, he is the creep. He's- he wasn't he wasn't realistic at all, was he? No. Even compared to everyone else, he was he was a caricature of this evil demon man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the mother as well. I, I love the scene when uh, you get hypnotized. You know, I, I like that whole concept as well. Um, as soon as you start, you see the tea. I'm just like, yeah, that's how. So, do you reckon this is just a poorly directed film then? Because the story itself is actually quite interesting, but it you was, you've been saying like it's it's hammering on certain things a bit too much. Mm-hmm. So would you think it's it's the direction? Do you think they should have yeah. got someone else to do it? No, I think, I, I think it's probably trying to do too much in one film: social commentary, thriller, horror, comedy. Um, you're just trying to yeah, it's trying to cram yeah. too much in, and you know when you try and do everything, you can't you don't do anything. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's it's trying to spoon spoon feed the audience way too much in what way um just the amount of times like it says at the beginning it's just like right this all these people are after these black people and then this is the problem and we know that's the problem it's just it's hammered into you so many times um and i know horror films they are a little bit spoon-fed and they've got the whole conventions which i'm not really too familiar with but i just yeah with this uh, I, i mean i've only seen a few other things that he's done and i just don't think he's trying to make this is a comedy or a horror, like Christian said, it doesn't know what it is. And I think he should have just went on the edge. He should have just went, This is a horror. Yeah. You know, and, and just just do that or you know, do it a bit more of a comedy. Um it, Maybe I mean, we just don't get it though. I mean, we are three white guys, three white British guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just aren't the audience for this film. No, I no, I liked it. I'm not saying anything. Oh, yeah. I, did, I did like it, yeah. But it's just on IMDb it's like it says it's a horror mystery thriller. It's just like, okay, what is it? Yeah. So I'm like, I it think is a horror mystery thriller, really. Though, yeah, isn't it? it is. <laughs> but it's for me, it's it's still half measures for everything. Yeah. I mean, the subject matter is not. I think it's very original, and I'm glad it's done well because yeah. it's a low budget film. Um, with you know, and for and, a directorial debut, yeah, it's a hell of a film. Yeah, and he he's trying to he's definitely trying to tell a message. I just think he's being pulled in a few. Too few too many different directions. Okay, cinematography. I don't have any notes on this. Um, I just remember a lot of it's quite shallow depth of field throughout the film, isn't it? Yeah. Um I kind the the whole um set design and you know it well it's quite it bright. bright. I being bright. Yeah, for for a horror film it's yeah. it's quite a nice tone to it. Um and but other than that, it I mean I liked the um the aesthetic of when he's tied up downstairs, that room there, um, kind of the the bit when he gets hypnotized and all of that type of stuff. The, the close of his face is really nice. Yeah, um, the the teacup prop, I really like that. I really like the aesthetic of that. It's it's creepy in itself. So, but other than that, it's good sounds in this, Richard. Is there? I don't know the teacup, but the mm. quite hypnotizing. It was hypnotizing. Yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> There's not a lot to say about this, really. I mean. The, the the set design was all really nice. Uh, and most of it was physical props. Like yeah. I, I like the how he like, stabbed someone with the antler horns. Yeah, uh, antler that horns. That was really That's satisfying. The, the deer, the deer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was satisfying when he did that. Uh, what about visual effects then? What so there's visual effects. The main one is probably when he gets sucked into that. Uh, I forgot what they call it in the film. Where he, when he's hypnotized. Yeah, when into he, the he um, into the the hole or the black 
Something. Yeah, they, they yeah. call it something I can't remember. Yeah, um, I really like that when he's looking up and you can see them like one's got his legs and the one's got his arms and he's being moved, but you just got the camera like miles when he's floating down. I think it's great it's, effect. I think it's really. a very good visual metaphor. Yeah, it it worked really well. Yeah, that that did work really well. Uh, editing pace. It's quite a slow film. It takes its time. Well, you were saying there's the you noticed there were people standing around talking. Yeah. For most of the film. I didn't feel any of that, so I imagine the editing was quite flawless. Yeah, the, the pace was was good. I, yeah. I wasn't bored at any point. Yeah, definitely not. I agree. Uh, the film itself was an hour and forty four, which is probably about right. You know, it didn't need to be any longer or any shorter. It was it, it got that right. Maybe it's that first scene, like we said, cut out. But other than that, I think. yeah. Right, well, well, how would you do it differently then? What? Well, the things I didn't like about it, I've been. I I, think, I feel like I enjoyed it a bit more, more than you two. But the things I didn't enjoy about no, it... No, I did. I, I really liked it. All right, good. The thing I didn't like was the when he's tied in the chair and then the television comes on and then they do that kind of James Bond villain thing where they tell the character the whole evil plan all along. Oh, because it was the the blind guy, the art guy was telling them what he was doing, yeah. He's like, you, and would they do that? In real, you know, Probably not. No. It's just a way to to tell the audience what what the evil thing was going on all the time, but it's just that that time of clunky exposition exposition is just I don't not a fan of. And whilst I know, like I didn't like oh what the hell was going on? Do you know when that that quite famous scene in this film where the guy runs towards the camera and then just like a you know oh, yeah. a ninety degree turn? Yeah, yeah. If you think about that in retrospect, knowing what the the story was. And the fact that that was were, the grandfather. That was the grandfather. What the hell was he doing? Why was he running like that? I guess you in could, the middle of the night. You could be saying like sense. he's he's an old man, but he's got the body of someone youthful. So, so he, he, he loves running around in the way. middle of the night. I suppose so, but I feel like that was shot to scare the audience. It was done to scare the audience, yeah. rather than making sense. And it was pretty scary. It was. Yeah, I I thought that whole thing was going to be, um, you know. The guy was knew what was going on. He was going to warn him because the light come on and then he ran away. So it was just like he couldn't talk to him. But then we got a reveal at the end that it's his grandfather. And I was just like, oh, all right, okay. That's like the shoehorned in that at the very end. It makes sense. But yeah, that scene's just a bit random, isn't it? It was scary at the time. Yeah. Because you're like, oh my God, what is going on in this house? Why is everyone acting so weird? But knowing the information that we do at the end of the film... It does make sense that he would, that character would do that. And why were because these were family members? Why were they doing like the chores? Mind, the chores. It wouldn't just make sense. I think it's just to um, to make them blend in for when Chris did come and visit. Really? Because they're all in on it. Yeah, they're all in on it, and it was just like so if, they're just playing a part for yeah, Chris. If they weren't okay. there, yeah. If they weren't there, they would. If he wasn't there, they would just be like normal people. Yeah. But it would be yeah. a little bit weird if he, her parents lived with like. These two random people, yeah, they don't have to explain that, and it's easy to go. Oh, they're just you know, um, servants. The but room. there's that's a bit of a plot hole right there, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and out I, of all the films we watched, this has a few plot holes, many plot holes, and again, it's a really good is, film with a lot of plot is, holes. Is that, the, is that not like horror though? Because uh, horror has a lot of plot holes. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. It's, it's just no, but they're always like forgivable plot holes because you don't really care. Yeah. But with this one, because it's trying to be clever, it needs to be clever, but it hasn't quite succeeded. And I, I didn't like the, the flash kind of storyline where the kind of flash sets them back to the original person or whatever it was, you know, where 
Uh, and they didn't explain why a flash. But yeah, why does that happen? And even so, it's a, it's. And it was it, it was just I know for the device it, to take a picture. It's the device to take a picture and for them to, for him to get a clue what's going on, and so the yeah. audience to get a clue. But not the biggest fan of that either. Uh, and I didn't like the again the the kind of comic relief friend when he was talking to the detectives when he was like my friend's missing yeah and they just kind of that was Twenty One Jump Street type comedy and they were just laughing at him but yeah they were just laughing at him in real life they would have took him seriously if he yeah. went my friend's been missing for six yeah. months they would have took a statement they might still be able yeah they would take a statement and they would they would listen to what he was saying even if they were thinking he was kidding and they were laughing under the breath but it was just three you know police officers going you're just being ridiculous yeah that was just it, it just felt again that could be you could say that social commentary the fact that a black guy goes missing no one cares um, but for me it just didn't it didn't appear yeah. like that I was a bit clunky and it went on too long as well like they laughed at him for a long time yeah it was a couple of beats too too much isn't it yeah it was funny though but for a different film if that was in the film I would have laughed at that the, yeah. the funniest part of the film was when he he, he put, puts her on mute and then they starts recording it and she understands yeah. straight away and then he hangs up and goes oh that's one clever bitch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> and then he's like really panicking at that point i thought that was really funny yeah. i was i was laughing my head off at that bit because it was like it was clever people being clever rather than people yeah. being dumb about it uh favorite scenes this is a normal question any favorites favorite scenes i quite like the where's the keys bit Where's yeah. the keys, babe? Where's the keys? Yeah, the, Where's the, the tension. Keys? Where's the keys? The tension really builds that was up. Good. And when she turns, that's yeah. that's really I think good. That, I, think um, that. I liked when he's kind of tied up and he's just in that room by himself. I think he does a lot just with his his kind of facial uh, expressions and his eyes. Yeah, I think that worked really well. Um, uh, has it aged? No, because it only came out like six months ago. How do you think it will age? I think it'll age very well. Yeah, there's nothing that pinpoints a certain decade, no, is there? Yeah, not really. Other no. than maybe the phone, but even the phone, you know, doesn't have like Sony Ericsson or something on it or like yeah. Zune. <laughs> yeah. So, Rob, any fun facts? Fun facts? Um, I do actually have two fun facts. So originally, um, uh, the guy who played um, Chris was not the the first choice. He you know went through the casting process. The original person to play this. Actually, Tom Cruise. No, let's take, take a guess. Frank Sinatra. Oh. No, no, that's that's Will not Smith. A, not Will Smith. Samuel He's, Jackson. No. Uh, around the same age. Denzel. What? Jamie Fox. No. You're gonna laugh when you want to tell you. No, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Imagine. Same, same age. Well, Jaden Smith. No, it's the same age as of like um, the people you've been you've been talking about, and therefore he thought he was too. Old to play. Uh, shall I just tell you? Uh, go on then. Eddie Murphy <laughs> to play Chris. <laughs> what? Imagine Eddie. Mur- I mean, Eddie Murphy hasn't made a good film in a very long time. But imagine him playing Chris. It would have been a full-out comedy. Yeah. You know what I wanted? I, you know what I want to see that film. Not unless this this would have been Eddie Murphy's Matthew McConaughey shining uh, moment. Yes. Yeah. But this will be no. I think. Because um, Adam Sandler's doing a lot of serious roles at yeah. the minute, and he's killing it. Like he's doing a really good yeah. job at it. Maybe Eddie Murphy's doing the same turn. Yeah, it was just he was just too old to play the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he could have just dressed up as like, especially considering uh, he's the same age as the parents. Yeah. So, like, was it going to be, or was it going to be like the 
No, that wouldn't make any. No, no, <laughs> there's no it, way you can make that it, fit. He was originally chosen, but like said, Jordan Peele um, changed his mind, and so he, he, he must have been cast. He must have been thought about because he's changed his mind. I mean, right. um, that is that is strange. Eddie Murphy was born in '61, so that would make him older, 58, 58 something like that. Mm. And I'm probably wrong there. I just made that up. No, it's about that. Um, and the other fact is this and it, which come out this year as well. Has been has made this year the best year for horror films grossing ever. Is so, that including inflation, or is that just as yes. a standard? Um, as I think that's including inflation. So um, okay, are we all done with Get Out? What's the verdict? I think I would recommend people watching this. I think it's a good film. Mm-hmm. It's different I enough. I think it's very original story. The original story enough should be a much uh, should be enough to, you know to. To make this enjoyable. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that I haven't seen before. Yeah. I guess no one's really going to be able to make something with the same similar plot as this anymore. Because yeah. it's done. It's yeah, like the Matrix, isn't it? Like, yeah. you can only make the Matrix once. Yeah. I you w- can only make Get Out once. Yeah. I would, like it says, it probably is like a, it's a seven throughout. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a not consistent seven, like you said. 6.5, maybe seven in my mind. But it's, not 100% it's Rotten Tomatoes. No, I don't but get it. But Rotten Tomatoes isn't based on uh, like a five no, star rating. It's, no, it's, it's based it's on based everyone. On... Everyone at least liked it. Yeah. Everyone didn't think it was yeah. bad. Yeah. 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 And it's a recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Which we would recommend as well. So that would account to the hundred percent. To the positive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm. I think this it's is. A tom- it's a tomato. I think this is the worst film we've watched on the podcast, though. Really? Yeah. We watched what? American Pie. Yep. Yep. I think this is. I think American Pie is more entertaining than this. Okay. 2001. Oh, yeah. 2001. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 2001. I, at least 2001 is really visual. I'll give it that. But I think this is the... He's turning around. I enjoyed Get Out more than 2001 in Space Odyssey. <laughs> I'll All have right. to watch that again. All right. So, uh, but no, I am going to watch 2001 again. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, I, I wouldn't watch this again. I would show someone this if they were like, oh, do you That's want to watch a horror film? No, but oh, I wouldn't I, watch this again. I yeah. wouldn't watch it again. It's rewatchability isn't isn't as good as, as oh, strong as yeah, two thousand one. It's, it's rewatchability is almost nothing, isn't yeah. it? Because once you know, once the, you twist, know the twists, yeah. it's a it's almost a very very incredibly shallow film, isn't it? Because the rewatchability in a lot of other horrors is those kind of because the there's jump, so many scares and, and uh, you, yeah. you you forget about a lot of the moments that that happen in like, it. Well, so you guys have just said you really like this film. Do you really like this film? I do. Or do you? Li- I, I really enjoyed watching the film. I enjoyed the experience of watching it. Okay. It was a, it was a, it was a productive way to spend two hours of my life. Yeah, true. Could watch. Yeah, if, 2001 if, again. if I spent money going to see this film in the cinema, yeah. I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, I'll disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we do this uh, podcast. So <laughs> it's been interesting. You know, what? it's been really interesting talking about that. So. Right, so what are we doing next week then? So Rob's going... I'm not here next Rob's week. Rob's going to New York, the Big Apple. The Big Apple. City that never sleeps. Yeah. Why don't you tell us, you know, we've got a few minutes. Tell us what you're going to be doing next week. No, because you'll probably score it out. No, no, go um, I'm going to just New York next week for a holiday. For so, a jolly. Yeah, I'm not going to be here. Uh, so uh, Rich and Christian are going to take over the podcast. I will apologise now. Because um, it's you know what I'm gonna get ready look. for some jingles. Yeah. Christian's bringing his guitar. <laughs> we're I'm, gonna we're gonna do an acoustic session. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna listen to the podcast. <laughs> Me flight backs on Sunday night. I'm gonna listen to it on the way back on the plane. And if I'm not 
if the person in the next next to us is not annoyed by me laughing me hello, you haven't done a good <laughs> we're job. Gonna, so. We're gonna do it. Standing up, we're gonna sing the whole time. Wiggers. <laughs> now that's what we could do one week is uh we'll watch a musical, but we'll and we'll sing it. Sing the entire podcast episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you could do that when I'm on a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I me too, Rich, you can take over that one. So what are we gonna be watching next week when it's just me and you, so K Dog? We wanted to watch a film that neither of us have seen because there's only two of us, because I thought it would make a more interesting chat. And neither of us have seen the classic Metropolis film. Yeah, I, I think, think it came, it came out, out in the twenties or yeah. early thirties, something like that. It's, it's very, very it's old. on. It's on like the filmic top ten. Like yeah. you need to watch this film. It invented so many moments of cinema. It almost invented cinema as a whole. Yeah. Um. Apparently, it's you. You just don't expect to go in thinking this is like a movie. It's more of it has to be a study. You, you can't watch this film. You can only study it. Yeah. But I'm, I think I'm going to see if I can get the Blu-ray. Yeah, that's the type of film. I studied film for a while at university and I studied a lot of films and it's the type of film that will come up in a, a course, isn't it? Like a film yeah. analytics course. Yeah. So it might, there's probably a lot to talk about, a lot to analyse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine we'll, we'll have a few notes. Well, I'm going to watch it as well and then I'm going to listen to you okay. and then I'll review this section of the podcast. Okay. As a non-contributor that week. Moving on to round two of trivia, where we're playing Top of the Props Halloween special. Do horror a, special. Do you have a jingle for this? I made one. You didn't like it. Yeah, that's, I can't remember That's what mostly jingles, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Top of the Props was the orchestral sound with the lightsabers. So it was like, yeah. bum, 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 bum. and then it was like, top of the ropes. It was, I think it was your worst jingle. Was it? But we'll, we'll maybe bring them back next week when yeah. Rob's not here. No holds barred. <laughs> so yeah, this is where you have to guess the film based on its most famous prop. And it is currently 1-0 to Richard. So, oh, this is an audio round. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, that's, that's, that's loud. Yeah, you got it right. So that was a chainsaw. I thought it was. Um, <laughs> I thought it was the one, one of the sand people from Star Wars. You know the. No. <laughs> I thought it was one of them. Uh, it's very very low res that audio, Christian. I don't appreciate yeah, can we turn this. That off now? Yeah. <laughs> that's... So yeah, that was the film Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Have you seen any of the ver- versions of it? Because I think there's about seventeen at the minute. I've seen the original one in the seventies. Yes, yeah, I saw seventy-eight. The, I believe I saw the like Texas Chainsaw: The Next Generation. Right. That was the one in like the early two thousands. I haven't seen the remake, the latest remake to right. it, but I've seen the original right. so and then a, a sequel film. to it. I think the only horror film I've really seen is the original Halloween and then the remake, which I think's got Exhibit in? <laughs> Does it? One of them, I don't know. Have you seen Scream? No. Oh, mate, Scream is such a good film. I know, I think... a, film we, I know a film we should watch for the podcast. Uh, Evil Dead 2. Have you seen that? No. Dude, that's a lot to talk about there. It's really fun. Yeah. Big cult classic. We're good. Anyway, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it is good. It's quite scary, actually. It is scary, yeah. Yeah, it's a scary and film. because it's so old, it's, like, freaky to watch. It's, it follows, like, a group of um, kids that... Uh, what it's, happens? It's, like, 
teens go out somewhere and then the the run out, run out of gas. It's cannibals, it? isn't it? It's like a classic mm-hmm. run out of gas. This big haunted house. They get kidnapped. Yeah. What what type of masks does he have in this one? Is it like a it's leather, his leather face? Uh, so he, yeah, he, he wears those, the skin yeah. of. And they're doing the his victims. The origins of that this year. Or is that already out? Where he's a kid and you see the level face for the first time. Oh yeah, he, well, it's already been out. No, and he that gets, came out ten years ago. No, no, I'm sure they're doing a new one this year. Uh-huh. He gets like a chainsaw Again. for like Christmas and that. Does I'm he? just like, <laughs> I'm just like, well, along with the chainsaw, Home Alone Six. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, well, you just <laughs> come on, get the face. If you get him a chainsaw for Christmas, like you just, put, you know, you're just causing trouble, aren't you? That's horrible. I want to say the film. What was interesting about the film? It was marked. It was marketed as a true story, just oh. to build up. Um, excitement around it yeah. but it came out after that it was it was just bollocks but interesting we could just say every film makes a true story because they can say what they like can't they yeah. in the trailer they don't have to well, that's the same thing with it's the Blair, Blair Witch Project wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. yeah no one ever said that it was that it was fake they but all then, called it a documentary but then I think it came out after that uh, the film inspired a lot of like psychopaths to to you know, start wearing leather pa- leather face masks and oh, great. chains on people. Have yeah. you seen a Blair Blau- Witch Project? No. Oh, that's good as well. That's a really good. That's film. a good one. That's I've a good one to talk the about. The thing is, the the couple of films you have seen, I think they've been spoiled for us from a scary movie, because like, they all get referenced on there. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Blair Witch Project just loads of snock comes out of our nose, as far as I can remember. Yeah, a little bit of snock comes yeah. out. Of us, yeah. <laughs> we should watch that. That is a really good film, though. Yeah. What scary movie? No, Blair Witch All Project. Right, Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. We've been talking about this for a while. So the next the next um, prop is a cricket bat. Shaun of the Dead. He's got it straight away. Kind of. Is that see, a horror that's, film? That's a film that does that kind of balance very, very well. It's a comedy horror, I would say, right? It's a scary comedy. Okay, it's a scary right. comedy. Um, Obviously written, directed by Edgar Wright, I think it was. Yep. It was written by was Simon Pegg and first one. Yeah, sorry. Was it his first film? No, it wasn't his first. I think it was the first hit. Yeah. I think he did like one one low budget film before this. Yeah. But it was his first hit. Okay. Um. So after that round, two one to Richard. Two one. Yeah. Well We're done. Good. Well done for getting a point, Rob. <laughs> it's alright. Not me. We're moving on to our topic and Q and A section. And we have a question this week from Nate from Nate's Film Tutorials on Twitter. Well, he's not on Twitter, but he's, he wrote this on Twitter, and he said he is on Twitter. Well, he is, but the way I he's said got a YouTube channel as well. suggested that he only lives on Twitter. So he's is from it's Nate from Nate's Film Tutorials, and he went on a Twitter. Nate did and he wrote <laughs> <laughs> he wrote this question. So they've got a video. Suggest- Can I just say, Christian is drunk, so don't worry about it. <laughs> he says. I, I've got a video suggestion for you guys. How how to make a short film by yourself and possibly talk about how to find actors. So his question is really, where do you find actors? Yeah, we thought we'd put this into the podcast instead of making a video about it. We might make a video about it. But... So Richard, how do you find actors? All right, there are a few ways you can find actors. Uh, I mean, Facebook is, is really good in terms of uh, amateur and, and low budget things. Uh, actors need experience. Filmmakers need actors. You mean there's like there's like groups on Facebook? Yeah, that like filmmaking network groups, things okay. like that. You can usually find like local ones. Um, there are websites as well. Uh, we've used something called Star Now for putting out casting calls. There will be like free casting call um, websites where you can sign up totally for free. You can state that it's it's an unpaid thing and it's just. People wanting to make movies together. Yeah, so if you've obviously if you're starting out, you got no budget. Do, are actors expected to be paid 
for doing these types of projects? No, because actors need experience and filmmakers need actors. It's a it's a scratching back sort of thing. Uh, just like filmmakers have to work for free when doing video production, actors usually have to work for free in order to get experience for the showreel and sort of get on a set and, and figure out if that's what they really need to do. They're all in the same boat, really. And the you- good thing is... Uh, a trained actor is already a million times better than an untrained actor, even if it's a <laughs> even if it's a not very good trained actor, they're yeah. still so much better than an untrained one because they've learned certain techniques that you'll be able to direct them and you'll figure out how to become a director because they've already figured out how to how to act. It's really good. Do you tend to audition for your short films at this at this early stage? Well I've done in the past, but we found so many great actors over the past couple of years that we like to just cast them in the next thing. I mean, Liam's been in the past yeah, so, four films. Um, my friend Liam, who's in every film, um, Keep the Change, Roads, um, he's in our new film, Backstage. Um, he messaged me about four years ago. We, we went to school together, but we weren't like friends, really. We were in different classes and we're things. in the same circles. Yeah. And he messaged us, he's seen that I made videos, and he was like, oh, do you want to, um, I've just quit my job, do you want to... Um, make some films I was like yeah but maybe you should have um, asked us before you quit your job just in case I said no and from there we've we've, we've made a, a few things together um, and in this new role he has transformed himself he's very different from every other character and I I think it, having well using the same type of actors um, all of the time I think you'll learn how to direct more as well because you know how far you can push someone you're a little bit more comfortable around them you know when to be serious and when to you know have a joke around and I think that's that's probably some good advice. If you find a good actor, just use them as much yeah, as you can. Exactly. It's you know, if you, if you've got a really great camera, why would you bother buying a new one? If you find a great actor who gives you an amazing performance, just keep using them. You know, unless you need to find a certain look or you know, a certain personality or they can't quite nail the the character that you've written, then find someone else. But yeah. I mean I mean if if we needed um a female character, I could ask Liam and he would probably do it, but, you know, he's, he's not probably suited to that role. So, you know, but find as many actors as you can to work with and it's, like I said, just use them as many times as you can. But yeah, there are non-professional actors in terms of they don't make a living from acting yet and they are, they just they crave finding filmmakers who, who need actors. Uh, they're on the same boat. At, at first, before I started casting people, I was thinking... I know what actors are like, like proper, proper professional people. Why would they want to work with me? I'm just a guy with a, with a camera and a microphone. No, it's not that at all. Like actors are, are sitting there saying, well, why would a filmmaker want to work with me? Like I haven't done any real work. I haven't been on TV or I've been in a film. I, I've just, I've been to university and done this course and I really like, I just want to get in front of a camera and then bang, you put them together and you make some great short some films. magic happens. Yeah, too right. So you can find us on Twitter and our Twitter handle is at the film look, so you can just ask us anything if you want us to answer it and might make a video about it as well. So let's end this po- this week's podcast on by playing trivia. The third round of trivia. Let's do this. It's currently 2-1 to Richard. We're playing Top of the Props. It's a horror special. <laughs> <laughs> and this the next prop is a mannequin doll from a horror film. Mannequin doll. Oh, it's like a puppet doll, I suppose. There's loads. Chucky. No, I suppose that would work. I just saw it's, it's not the one I'm thinking of, though. The one off of Gretzler. A mannequin doll. Yeah. 
It's like, I don't know how to describe it. Mannequin slash puppet doll. House of Wax? <laughs> no. I suppose <laughs> just, there's a lot of films where it's like, this, Anna, this, is like Annabelle. A, this is like a prominent part of the film. No. Not Annabelle. I suppose this, now it's just turned into what am I thinking, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's a terrible one. Is it? Let's skip that one. That doesn't no, count. Why not? Because it could be anything. Yeah, but it's not. You haven't said the thing I'm thinking of uh, yet. Give us, a, give us a clue, Christian. <laughs> so it's he, he, it's a he. Great. And jigsaw. It is jigsaw. My next clue is going to be he. Is that a he's rides a tricycle. Rides a tricycle. <laughs> is that a mannequin? Is it? How would you describe? It's not a mannequin. How would you describe jigsaw? I've not, I've not seen it. But would you a like, mask would you like to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> God, that's not it at all. But is it? <laughs> He's not Mexican. Would you like to, to play a game? <laughs> I do he's, a, he's a mask with uh, with swirly swirly cheeks. So, yeah. so what, what is? Him? No, he's a doll though. He's a doll. It's actually a doll. He's I thought a doll. it was a guy. Just no. like yeah, it is. Ago. But the the doll, the doll is just like a figment of it's the, the, of the, the whole repre- thing. Oh, representation okay. of this. This. Yeah. The, the guy never appears in real life, does he? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, until a certain point in the. Yeah, in you the only films. ever see like the doll. Kind of like anonymous is Guy Fawkes. Oh, it's good. yeah. It's not actually Guy Fawkes. <laughs> yeah, no. it's not actually a doll killing people. Well, that's, so yeah, Richard, that's, that would be better. Richard, and Chucky, you, it is. You got that right, Richard. I'm gonna give you that jigsaw. Sorry, it was, sorry, it was really bad prop. I would class that as a prop because it's just a toy, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a guy. Um, so saw. Have you seen saw? You should watch it. It depicts a film. I mean, I, a, I watched the drill of the new one. It looked fairly interesting. So I haven't seen past the first one. But the first one is when two men wake up in the bathroom whoa, and they're... Whoa. Spoilers. Spoilers. What? This no, is... it's good. It's fine. And uh, they find themselves chained to a like a radiator of some sort and they're yeah. told to kill each other or their family dies. It's quite, a, it's quite a cool premise for a horror film. Yeah. So what happens if the family dies and they don't kill themselves? Do they just get, go free? No, it's either like they have to kill each other. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, their respective families get killed. But then if their farmers die, they can just go? Well, they don't explain it that far. They don't far. explain it that far. Oh, well, they don't go like... Well, that's well, the what? question? No, they go if... No, if... Because it's the conflict between know, the two I characters. I know, man, I know, I know, I know. He's like, if you don't kill this person, I'm going to kill your family. They don't go, hang on, let me let me clarify these rules <laughs> two here. Two seconds, let me just get my little <laughs> <laughs> Rob said... <laughs> so, well, if it's a game, you know, I, I like the rules. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> now it's like Borat <laughs> <laughs> would you like to play the a game, game? Yes. yes right do I know I've lost but do the last one just for no, we should watch that on the podcast well Borat right. okay yeah yeah I've never seen that have you not no you haven't seen that you I haven't seen Borat I, I've seen oh, that at the cinema same. and it was so funny Wigged. watching it at the cinema yeah. I think we should watch that together actually because yeah. I think you get more experience yeah right, I mean so, it doesn't have the film look but it's great yeah right um I've lost, but do right, the, last the last one. one the then... last one, let's just wrap it up. It's a video tip. Oh, that's that's the, the, the ring. ring. Oh, Rob got you before. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll <laughs> have to see. Equi- no, no, that's the equivalent of tapping the ball in the net there, Rob. <laughs> yeah. I'll just watch his lips move. He's going... <laughs> the ring. It's well, all right, you already I'm going to be editing this, already... so I'm going to capture the waveform. I'm going to post anyway, it on Twitter. Fine. So again, the premise there is it's a cursed video tip. Whoever watches have it... Have you seen The Ring? ...dies in seven days. Right. Uh, no. Ah, oh, The Ring's such a good film as well. I mean... And the original one's even better. So it's on a videotape? 
yeah, so these I the people stumble across the video tip. I can't remember how they get it in their possession. Video then, shop? Yeah. And then it just gets passed around because in order for someone not to to yeah. get killed by the person, they need to pass it on to someone that's else. That's right, that's right. So it yes. keeps going yeah. around. So this person ends up with it in the house. You and watch it, it's a weird thing going on. It's like flies and a, a and woman in a, a mirror and it's yeah. all like this crazy Japanese psychological Then you get stuff. a phone call. Then you get a phone call that says, seven days. You like to play a game? <laughs> so, seven days. <laughs> um, and then... And then in seven days you and die. Then in seven days they die. So yeah, how do they die? Is it the so woman comes out of the out of the TV and then she looks at them you know, and then you they know, freeze to death. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent. You know horror films. This is uh-huh. a tangent episode. It's fine. yeah. I mean, like you know, when this creature comes towards them, yeah. does anybody like just just fight them? Like they all seem to run away. No, because not, so not if you see this girl. Re- she's scary. Really scary. Yeah, yeah. but right. You're gonna die, right? You know, if if someone like that's running towards you, you know you're gonna die. So why don't these well, the people? Action man over here. Yeah, I know, but in every single horror film, they run away, trip over, and then they get killed or whatever happens. Something, you know, something comes out the telly. You know, if someone runs into your house to burgle you or break in, not if they're wearing a scream got... mask. Doesn't you matter. Would run... I would run away. Probably. Uh, I, I would run you, away. You're going to die because it's a horror film. Just have them fight them. Yeah, but them? they don't know they're in a horror film. That'd yeah, be but, very meta. If but then, like... then it, the film wouldn't continue. It would be five minutes in and then she would crawl out the TV and then he would grab oh. a frying pan, smack her in the face and then it finishes. I well, was, I I was know, gonna... that's not a very good film, is it? I it's was going to play I know, a game. They're this... running away from everyone and it's, I just, it's the same thing over and over again. That's why I don't watch. Thank you for listening to the Film of Podcast this week. Um, I'm not here next week, so Christian and Rich are in charge. It's going to be fun listening to them um so i could be one half of the film look you can be one half the film look um so yeah thanks for listening to the film look podcast where we're trying to achieve it one shot at a time and until next time goodbye see you next week bye bye